a law came down that people at uh, local uh, farmers markets and just things in the park and everything, all of a sudden they couldn't have any food there. They had the laws started saying that it had to be wrapped and it had the ingredients and it had to do this and that. So it really nixed a lot of things out. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman, Senior Editor at The New American Magazine. Our guest today, a very special guest, Representative Pepper Ottman of Wyoming. Uh, she um, She's uh, in her second term now, and uh, she represents a district uh, in, uh, in Fremont area of Wyoming, in my opinion, one of the greatest states in our union. And uh, I found out that um, Pepper was one of several lawmakers who we know of who received some very interesting communications from the Convention of States folks. And I wanted her to uh, to share that with you guys. Uh, Representative Ahmed, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you on the program. Uh, so talk to us about what uh, what happened with the Convention of States. As you guys were flooded with communications, uh, petitions, things like that from the Convention of States people, and yet something fishy was going on. Yes. it As a rule, Convention of States uh, does that. This was the first year that I have seen where there was actual constituent names and addresses on there. So we get hundreds, and that's no exaggeration, hundreds of emails from people saying, you know, I am your constituent and I want you uh, to vote for this. You know, during this time of federal problems, we need this. So this year we were able to, when responding to those, because in the past it has just gone back to one um, major address because it's a it's a, a form type of uh, email. We've been able to go back to our constituents and say, "Wow, you really are a constituent. What did you know? When did you do this? You know, thanks for contacting me." And people were saying, "What are you talking about? Um, I didn't email you or whatever." And this is hundreds of emails. So you know, not only is it a, a bit deceptive to say the least, but it also clouds the other work that we are trying to do for our constituents. And so it's it's not um, it's not seen in a very uh, good light at this present time. Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that, Representative Ottman, because that is not the first time I've heard that. In fact, I've heard that numerous times from numerous legislators in multiple states. Uh, and I've got them on camera talking about this uh, a few years ago. I interviewed uh, Representative Dorothy Moon, who's now the uh, the chairman of the Idaho Republican Party. And she said the same thing, that she knew some of these people who were supposedly sending her emails and letters in, in support of a convention of states. And she called them and she said, wait a minute, what's going on? You're not in favor of this. Right? I said, no, I didn't send that. Uh, so this seems to be a pattern that's emerging here. Um, and uh, actually, another representative from Iowa or from uh, Wyoming told us something similar to my colleague, uh, Christian Gomez. Uh, this is very troubling, uh, Pepper. Uh, so what's the deal with the Convention of States? I know it went down to defeat uh, there this legislative session in Wyoming, and I think all five states that considered it this year so far have turned it down. But talk a little bit about the battle. What was the discussion like? Uh, what were your colleagues thinking? And what are the grassroots saying? Well, one of the things is that since there is so much coming in and you just see, I'm your constituent, I'm your constituent. If you don't read the emails or respond back to your constituents, you just say, I'm overwhelmed. These people really want this and they want term limits and they want all these things. But when you look into it, and um, I've had the opportunity over the last three or four years to look into organizations uh, and some of, I will say a lot of your literature as well to see 
really what what this looks like and to take it back and forth. And so that was one of the things because we want to do what's right for our state and for our nation. But when we looked at it, and you see, uh, we've had quite a battle in the state legislature uh, this year in particular, well, last session too. But there's definitely a pull, just like there is in the federal government. There is um, fiscal uh, constraint problems. There is um, to, <laughs> term limit uh, that possibly should be going on, uh, not handling things properly, and and just a lot of different things that are pushed through, definite pushes to grow government, which we are not for. So um, when this came up, we really looked at it, and then the question is, is if we really had a situation like this where we went and had uh, a representative from our state, one vote, to go to a convention like this, what would that look like? And who would be sent and who would pick them? And so that was a major concern. And we were able to get that voice out again to our, our fellow uh, members. The other thing is that um, we have a way to do these things. And that, as I get more tenured and things like that, you see it. If we need to have more conservatives in the legislature, then we would have this restraint. We need to um, have more people run for office and um, get involved, and then we would have term limits. So all of those things are already in place. We, don't, we really don't need to do this. Yeah, and it, it's so interesting what happened in Wyoming. I think Wyoming is one of the, if not the most Republican state in the country. I mean, Democrats, for all intents and purposes, have no power in, in state government. Every statewide office is Republican, uh, super majority in the legislature Republican. Um, yeah, I, even when I was there last time, you know, I, I spent spent some time with a lot of your representatives and senators, and they said, you know, even Democrats here, they, they try to run as Republicans because they know they're not going to get elected as Democrats. Uh, and yet the Convention of States thing went down uh, in a stunning defeat. Um, it's just uh, fascinating. Um, Representative Ahmed, what were some of the other concerns that you heard um, legislators talking about with respect to the Convention of States? I mean, the, the whole thing about Wyoming's representation in a, a national thing, that's that's significant. But any other things come to mind about uh, some of the other reasons why Republican lawmakers did not go for this? Um, I'm thinking pretty much just because we do not we do not want to um, have that open. Our Constitution is the most dynamic document that has ever been written. There is nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong with it. So to think that we need to get in there and fix it, um, I, I don't think that that's the deal. And as we see the division in our country, I certainly do not think that this would be the time anyway. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, what's going on just... Seems like, uh, as uh, Anthony Scalia said, this would be a really bad time <laughs> to be opening that up. Who knows what would come out of there, right? Uh, folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back uh, with another segment with Representative Ottman talking about uh, the the what's going on with the war on farmers, uh, you know, restoring freedom, and so many other key issues that she's involved in. Also, one that's near and dear to my heart, that is uh, protecting the unborn. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I, I certainly would not want a constitutional convention. I mean, whoa. Who knows what would come out of that? Just imagine if we have a constitutional convention, the number of people who will be unhappy and the number of people who say the results are not valid, and then they'll just ignore the entire constitution. What we need are just 
more people that would read the one we have. It isn't the Constitution that's the problem. It is the people who ignore the Constitution that usurp power and abuse the constitutional power that they ostensibly have. If you can't enforce an existing piece of paper, how are you going to enforce a piece of paper that has a little more writing to it? In other words, it's been amended. It's up to us to hold our elected officials accountable. What can you do to elect good representatives and senators in your state legislature who understand the Constitution and are willing to take a stand? Welcome back, everybody. Alex Newman here. Conversations that matter for the New American Magazine. Our guest today is a uh, Republican lawmaker from Wyoming, Representative Pepper Ottman. Uh, she's got all kinds of awards. She serves on numerous committees. Uh, she got the uh, Platinum Award from Wyoming Right to Life in 2021. She got the CPAC Award. Uh, she got the uh, 2022 Conservative Achievement uh, from the Shoshone Rifle Club, uh, Elevations Women Healthcare. Uh, she's just done so many things. Um, and she's, uh, you know, a true public servant in in the truest sense of the term. Uh, Pepper, uh, one of the bills that you have co-sponsored that I think is intriguing uh, has to do with food and food freedom. You know, we've spent a lot of time at the New American exposing this war on farmers that's happening nationwide. Uh, you guys in Wyoming are taking action to push back on this. Talk about the bill. Uh, what we have here is the Food Freedom Act. Uh, a few years ago, I'll say maybe eight uh, a law came down that people at uh, local uh, farmers markets and just things in the park and everything, all of a sudden they couldn't have any food there. They had the laws started saying that it had to be wrapped and it had the ingredients and it had to do this and that. So it really nixed a lot of things out, which really um, hinders the entrepreneurial spirit and fresh vegetables and food for everyone. So a few years ago, Senator Salazar was, um, he's from Fremont County here where I am, and he sponsored the Food Freedom Act um, along with another representative. And what that did was that opened it up to where we can again have producers bring their wares into uh, the public market. And so we had a lot of that, and it's grown and grown and grown, and what a wonderful thing it is, not only for uh, in this time we see, especially with um, the last couple of years with the lockdowns, we see that fresh vegetables and fresh fruits and all of these things are very, very hard to get and very expensive. So to have these markets out in the open uh, was very, very good. Um, last year, and that bill passed. Now, they did a lot of work, a lot of work to make sure that um, all of the departments, the Department of Agriculture and everybody was on board and, and it was a good bill. But what we found was uh, some people here in our community uh, had goat's milk and they were selling to people, uh, people that uh, were their children allergies or or different different things and also just for nutrition. And so they uh, began selling that at the market and they had to be there. Well, this particular family had quite a few goats and they're saying we could supply people every day if we had a venue and uh, we can't be at the venue all the time. So what the community members did was they opened up a market where everybody or a lot of people could bring the different um, uh, fresh, uh, fresh vegetables and milk and meat because that was one of the main things with the uh, Food Freedom Act as well, was meat. 
to get that processed uh, outside of the three top uh, producers and uh, slaughterhouses, basically. So that really, that I mean, all of that has opened up so much. So they started this um, this business, and then we had problems saying the law is very unclear about a few things, and you can't do that without being there, and so a lot of things. So we had meetings and meetings and community meetings and things, and this year it passed. So we are food-free here, and we are so happy about it because it provides um, like I said, the entrepreneurial spirit, but also the, the fresh foods that we need. And we see greenhouses and things like that are definitely things that are coming back and are very, very needed as we go off into the, the next days of innovation. Uh, that is so encouraging, especially in this day and age where governments around the world are kind of waging war on their farmers, especially small and independent farmers. Uh, thank you guys in Wyoming. For, uh, for sticking up for our food producers, uh, without whom we would be very, very hungry, uh, to, to put it mildly. Uh, Pepper, you're also working on some pro-life uh, things, and you know that, that's a passion of mine, protecting unborn children. Uh, you guys have, have worked on a chemical abortion ban. Talk to us about what's happening in Wyoming with respect to protecting our pre-born and uh, unborn neighbors. Well, last session, um, a chemical abortion bill was introduced, and it didn't go anywhere. Uh, this session, uh, Senate File 109, was uh, signed by the governor, and uh, it's a chemical abortion ban. And there was lots of debate about taking out. Uh, it seems like we have a real uh, amending thing going on uh, in the state where, you know, maybe a bill will be being passed by the majority, but then it's so heavily amended that by the time it gets finished, it, there isn't much to it. But this bill is, is marching forward. The governor did sign this one, so that's very good. Uh, there is rhetoric that, it, you know, there may be some questions uh, judicially, but we're going forward, and uh, we're very, very glad to do that. I believe it's about 70% of the abortions that are um, done are chemical abortions. And what people don't seem to realize is while that may be convenient um, for our psyche, you know, so we don't have to know what's going on, uh, that is not always the case. And as um, a pregnancy goes on in turn, more and more dangerous. And a lot of these people uh, are not under doctor's care. Uh, they're alone. Uh, there's lots and lots of things that can go on with infections and hemorrhaging and things. And so it, it's just a dangerous situation. So we were very, very happy to put the kill Bosch on this, not to limit people's freedom, but to uh, to limit something that is is just terrible. It's, it's I mean, it's killing life, number one, but secondly, it's putting the mother in harm, and they don't always know that. Uh, if you look at the commercials, they sure don't come off that way. So we're very happy about that. Uh, the other one is um, a representative. We had House Bill 152, life is a human, um, is a human right, and that did um, pass through uh both houses and got into the governor. He did not sign it, but it did go into law. And it comes on the back of, um, let me see, that I think it was HB 92, which last session we had, which was a tr what they deemed a trigger bill, 
which came on um, uh, the decision, the court decision, the overturn of Roe v. Wade. So it came after that. The trigger bill did. It's, um, it went into court. There was a lawsuit, and it's been passed from court to court. We now have it in a very uh, radical uh, district up in Teton County, and so it's sitting up there. But we're just we're just going to continue. I mean, the fight's not over, and the more and more people that get involved, uh, the better. I know it's a it's a, it's let me see, not to uh, stutter, but it's very difficult to talk to people about about some of these things. But we are I'm involved with uh, Pregnancy Center. And, you know, our main goal is to help the mothers get through this and to uh, and also um, it's, you know, to grow things um, to say, OK, if we're pro-life, what does that mean for this uh, for this woman and the father and this child? What now? And so um, in my own life, uh, that is something that is definitely a burden for me. And I'm working on that. Well, Representative Ottman, we appreciate so much uh, you coming on the program today, sharing your thoughts. Is there any way, are, are you on social media? Can people follow you on uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those things? Uh, yes, um, I'm on Facebook with uh, Pepper Ottman, O-T-T-M-A-N, at Wyoming House District 34. And also I just have a regular Facebook page. If anyone wants to contact me, you can email me at pepper.ottman. Ottman, O-T-T-M-A-N, Pepper is P-E-P-P-E-R, uh, Ottman at Wyoming, W-Y-O-L-E-G.gov, and uh, I would be glad to hear from anyone. Oh, and Alex, if I could add one more thing. We sure. we did um, also have the Women's Sports Bill, and uh, it went through. It didn't get signed, but there again, there's lots of issues that, and as you mentioned our state is is purportedly a strong Republican state. But also to go back to the beginning, we have a Republican platform that is a beautiful, beautiful document uh, brought up from the grassroots. And that document is not being uh, acknowledged by a lot of people. So we're, we're also working on that. Well, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much, Representative Ottman, for joining us. Thank you for uh, all that you're doing for the cause of freedom and for your state. We sure appreciate you joining us today and hopefully we'll get you back very soon. Thank you. All righty, folks, that was Representative Pepper Ottman of Wyoming talking about what's going on in Wyoming with the Convention of States and other key issues like protecting unborn children and mothers. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter. Until next time, God bless you all. Here's the news, Dad. Is it, son? Is it? What about this one, Dad? Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. There's just too much baloney out there. At the New American, they cut through the baloney and give me the truth. The truth is hard to find, but the New American has it. Check it out at thenewamerican.com.